everyone, welcome back to another episode of Strip by Sia, your podcast for strippers, sex workers, and all the fancy naked people in between. I am your host, Steph Sia, aka Kimchi on stage. You'll catch me at some point, I think at this point in May, on the penthouse stage, the legendary penthouse stage. I will be returning there, my old home club. So excited. I will be there for the last two weeks of May, so come peek me, maybe come talk about my show with me in VIP. <laughs> um, besides that, I mean, obviously, yes, I'm a dancer. I'm also a digital content creator, former sugar baby, and the host of this show, which I bring to you every single Sunday. And I interview different people from the sex work industry, whether they're in the background, they're a producer, or maybe they're a model, they're in front of the camera. Maybe they're also a fellow dancer as well. Maybe it's somebody from a stripper collective all the way in Germany or something like that. But I bring to you different people to give us a very transparent view of what sex workers really like. And so we can kind of write and kind of illustrate our own story about what sex work really is. So that's just a little bit about me. It's a little bit about the show, especially if it's your first time here. Hello. Um, I am super excited to bring on today's guest. And she is smiling in the camera here. For those of you who cannot see in camera, uh, that's because you're not subscribed to uh, the Strip I See at Patreon. So be sure to get on that as you'll get some video access, sneak peeks, and all the fun things there that my patrons get. And speaking of which, shout out to Jay Sunson, Arup Sarkar, and Justin Erickson, who are on the top tier, who are getting these shout outs out. And thank you so, so much for supporting. Okay, I'm done my spiel. So again, back to the person I would like to introduce to everyone today. You might be hear- be hearing some heavy breathing or a little chuckling in the background. You are... <laughs> That's me. That's you. You are here. I just moved my microphone away. No, it's perfect. Am I chanting or what is that? Is it a dog? <laughs> that is none other than Miss Nikki Knight, who is creeping in the corner. Creeping. Yes, creeping in the corner with a lovely fireplace background on the TV, which is making me feel really warm because I'm recovering from a cold still. <laughs> And she is just heating you right up. You are. Um, and also yes. the conversation today, which will be very spicy, will also be heating me up as well. Nikki is a Cam Mile coach who has had the pleasure of coaching over 8,000 models, which is, I don't even know 8,000 people, but amazing. Uh huh. And yeah, and she does all the things. So I'm really excited to bring her onto the show. And I know Nikki is just dying to speak to us right now. So, Nikki, please let out your voice and say hello to the audience. Hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here. My uh, fellow Canadian. Yes, another hot Canadian. Yes. So I'm super excited to be here and support you and your show. And everyone who listens to this, I just think you're cool because this is awesome. I just think this is so rad. (laughs) Thank you for having me. Thank you. Oh my gosh, such kind words. I'm super excited to hear that. And like just to have you on the show to share your expertise with the audience. Thank you. And if you are new here, of course, there are sex workers that listen to the show. A lot of you listening out here are sex workers. Shout out to y'all. There's also, you know, a lot of allies. There's also a lot of vanilla people that listen to the show who are very, very far away from our world who are just curious about what we do, try to gain a better understanding. And of course, there are um, different clients listen to the show as well so really bless them all yes hell yeah god bless the tippers i don't care who you believe in which one or none mm-hmm. bless you bless the tippers bless the allies bless the sex workers bless us all we need Seriously. all of you bless the fans yes. yes we do we do we really really do it's cyclical. so <laughs> it, it it is so as you said before like i'm a camp coach and i'll kind of explain a little bit about what that means since you were talking about all the different kinds of sex workers that are here I started off like I have done in-person sex work. Um, I was horrible at it because I was just really bad. It was right after my divorce and it was kind of a, it just wasn't the right place for me, but just so much respect to all the people who are in like the full service sex industry, like such respect for you, like such respect. Please be safe out there. Yes. 
I was not a stripper. You're welcome because I can't dance and everyone would probably just pay me to get out. So you're welcome. I'm not, I never was a dancer. I had a a stripper pull one time. Mm -hmm. That's as far as I'll go with that embarrassing story, but yes. uh, So I'm a coach and I was a cam model for about three years. So I started, I went from bed sheets to spreadsheets and now I've dedicated my entire life to helping all models. I, I guess my job really is to, you know, help people with their shows, guide and mentor, help people, you know, SEO optimize or optimize as I like to call it. (laughs) But in reality, what I do is I just, I provide in my eyes, just a safe, trusting place that you can go for business advice. Somewhere that you know that someone who's been through your path, has been there, can see through your eyes, give you some trusting advice, who isn't looking for anything from you. Mm. Yeah, we really need people like that. I feel there is a very large like lack of people like you in terms of coaches and unbiased resources. I don't know how to describe it, but no, you are saying it completely and totally right. It's mm. I again, another shout out to all the people out there cuz I know there's a lot of models, cam models, content creators, people who are like just doing it out of the goodness of their hearts, coaching, helping people. I love to see that. I love that all motherfucking day. I love that. But I do really want to see more models get into the business side of it, like getting Mm -hmm. into the industry side of it, starting to work for some of these companies. Mm -hmm. And I'll get a little bit into how I ended up making that jump. Yeah. But one of the big things that I'm always kind of uh, like advocating for is models learn business things, learn, pick up everything. Even though it is still porn, it is still very corporate. And Mm -hmm. the thing that'll really help models make that jump is getting into the, like, just that corporate habits, those office skills, transferable skills. I mean, they sound really boring and you might start off as somebody's assistant. Yeah. But seeing more models get into the actual industry side of it, being on this part of it would be an absolute dream for me. And I'm here to help and support anyone if they have questions or need advice on how to, like, I couldn't even book a meeting through email. Like I was such an idiot. I had no skills. Mm. So if anyone is trying to make that jump, I'm here to help you. Great. But yeah, no, we need more people like we need more people like me all, everywhere. Seriously, yeah. I mean, and and mm. whether or not you are in sex work, like I just feel like any kind of mentorship is is so important. Um, taking taking um like a leadership course or anything like that can also help. Administrative skills are so so vital, and I want to say like super. I don't want to say basic, but very foundational. You brought this up before, and I think that this is such a really amazing and such a good point, how important mentorship is. And that's another thing I try to make Nikki. Like, I try and make my character everything that I wish that I had when I was a model. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I'm coming from. And when I started, there was nothing. So I started in 2010. There was was nobody. And when I started at Camp 4, there was was nothing. There was nobody. So... Uh. Having that mentorship and having that um, or building those skills are just so important. But you could even almost consider this like your shows almost like mentorship. Like when people are creating shows and just these networks and these talking things and how important that is. And I mean, back to my earlier point about having corporate skills. Mm -hmm. Let's be honest. A lot of sex workers have a lot of freaking amazing skills like there are sex workers out there with many of them with master's degrees yes with all this kind of stuff yes Yes. and so even models who are out there like it can be kind of hard because you never know who how do I say this you can't help you offend out there and it can be kind of hard to reach out and offer your assistance Mm -hmm. but I think that mentorship and shows like this are so extremely important. So shout out to anyone out there. Next time, if you're wanting to do some good in this industry, next time you're on Twitter and you just see a random model making a post, just comment on their post, just some positivity, feedback. Somebody's bitching about someone being mean to them, be like, haha, whatever, screw them, you're hot. Yeah, seriously, we need more. Next time you see a model, you're hot. Guy, girl, trans, non-binary, who the frick cares? Yeah. Just go. If you see someone looking hot, you look hot. Go off. That kind of stuff is even still 
not mentorship, but support. Yeah. And it's important. Yes. All of that is super important. We're going to go into more detail later on in the show in terms of like what mentorship can look like, what your kind of coaching looks like as well. But I really want to start very like maybe way back in the beginning because everyone's always dying to hear how did you get into sex work? How did you get into camming? How did you start off as a model? And how did you start off back then in 2010 as model? Okay. So I came late to the technology game. Like for real, before this, I was an artist mm. and like forever. Um, and I actually was a makeup artist and it was, I just left my husband and I was like, I, I, I just couldn't do it with retail anymore. Like I worked mm. at a makeup store and I just, I couldn't do it with retail. I just, I, especially after that, it was just, I, nah. And then that's when I tried full service sex work. Mm-hmm. And it, again, it was just not the right place for me because I was, it was right after my marriage. Yeah. And I was kind of like, uh, so I only did it for a few months, but then, um, like seriously, just out of the blue, uh, I'm an artist who I used to work with at, at the store. Um, she called me. At, like literally out of the blue and then told me, Hey, how are you? How are things going? Blah, blah, blah. I think she'd heard that I'm kind of was in a, you know, whatever place. Mm-hmm. And she's like, Hey, yeah. Have you ever tried internet modeling? And I was like, what in the fuck is internet? modeling?" <laughs> and she's like, you know, you go online and there's guys there and you like, you know, you do a show. And I was like, like masturbate. And she's like, well, yeah, it's not a big deal. Like you just, you just do a show. <laughs> and I was like, can I dress up? And she's like, yeah, you can dress up. And she's like, it's really safe. I'm like, yeah, but can I dress up? <laughs> She's like, yes. So I logged out. Like, I just remember thinking, how do people even know how to start? Like, how do people even know how to get there? Like, where to even apply or log in? But again, that's where a lot of people prey on that whole gray area of how it starts, which again is one of the other reasons why I wanted to be a little bit more of a face. Mm -hmm. Like anytime that you talk to me, if you are questioning it's ever me anyone who's listening Nikki Knight if you're like I don't know if this is a real bitch tell me to turn on my cam because I will I will turn on my cam at any time (laughs) but it's it was really really weird and then something happened that I will never forget and I think it really kind of captures the spirit of what camming is and why I really fell in love with it Mm -hmm. um so my first day and again I'm in like a 350 square foot bachelor apartment in like downtown Toronto. So I'm in like a a dive. And I remember the first day I went on and I was so nervous. And all of a sudden all these guys came into my room and they said that my friend who was also on, she was telling them, Hey, it's my girl's, it's my friend's first day. Go and give her some money. So these guys came into my room and they kind of told me what to do. They're like, silence these people, do this, set your tip as this. And they just gave me advice. Some of it was great. Some of it wasn't. But the fact was, is that they were just really kind to me. And so was she. I mean, she was my friend. I wouldn't call us besties, Mm -hmm. but we were close acquaintances, I guess. But she didn't have to do that. And she did. And those guys didn't have to do that. And they did. And I thought that that was just so... It was just such an act of kindness that didn't have to happen in such a world, especially right in the beginning, in a world that you'd assume to be very catty. Yeah. Everyone always assumes that. that. Yes. Mm -hmm. So it just kind of, it just kind of stuck with me, that act of kindness. And I kind of wanted to play that forward. And I know um, they really do exemplify that also at Playboy, when I was on Playboy. Right. The models do. Yes. Yeah. The models there are very, very supportive, extremely supportive, like just very, very classy, very supportive. Like even on social, they'll, they'll approach you and be like, Oh my God, I thought your show is amazing. I think you're wonderful. And so that, again, that act of kindness that they don't have to be kind to me. They don't know me from a hole in the wall. They don't know who I am. I could, I could be nuts, mm-hmm. but they took the initiative and were kind to me and camming changed my life. Mm-hmm. Like it, it changed my entire life. I I know things now that I never thought in. If you would have asked me the day before I started camming that I would know what I know, like the technology, the business, the e-commerce, the building a website. Oh my God. I yeah. would think that you had just done DMT or something. <laughs> so it's right. So I just, I owe such a debt and a gratitude. So even though I did start from a really kind of crappy place, mm-hmm alone, in a shitty apartment, 
just coming from full service sex work, which really affected me because I was like just completely disillusioned with love after my divorce and all that kind of stuff. Mm -hmm. Seeing guys still wear their wedding rings when they were with me. And I was like, go fuck yourself, guy. Yeah. You know what I mean? So coming from that and then all of a sudden having that being an empowering experience, I owe a debt of gratitude to every hoe everywhere. Totally. Wow. Okay. That sounds like a complete like 180 from where you were. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm sure like after you switched over from full service over to camming, I'm sure you didn't just pick it up just like that. No. Oh my God. No, no, not even. No. (laughs) No, no. I think probably the most defining moment of my camming career was the most embarrassing. Okay. So it was about three months into my camming and like, (sighs) (laughs) you know, when you're brainwashed still to think that like you have to be perfect and like, I'm not a tiny girl. I'm not some petite little, like, I'm not nice. I don't look nice. I've never looked innocent in my life. So it's like, I had all these preconceived things being like, oh my God, like I have to be like, "Eh," or else the boys won't like me, like in real life, Mm -hmm. which is just not true whatsoever. So I was just faking it till whenever I thought I made it. Yeah. And then, so anyway, I did a private show with this guy one time and it turns out that he was a friend of mine. So I went to go visit him. I, right. I, I had no idea it was him. I, I had, I had no idea it was him at all. Okay. So I, he invited me over and I was like, okay, cool. He's like, yeah, I just got a new computer. I was like, all right. And he brings out this alienware piece of garbage that looked like a brick. I was like, <laughs> you got scammed buddy, because that's horrific. <laughs> he opened it up and on MFC. So on my free cams, when you go private with someone, you can they can record it because they paid for it mm-hmm. right so then they can watch it back so he actually had our private show queued up he opened it up and i was oh my God. like what is happening so he pressed play and i was screaming with embarrassment oh not because it was him not because it was him I actually thought the trick was kind of hot <laughs> i actually thought that was kind of super hot that i had no problem with i have made all my nudes SEO optimized. Like I want proof that I was this hot forever. So that was fine. (laughs) But it was, uh, it was how I was acting. Oh, like the look on my face, you could tell in my eyes that my brain was working, making sure I looked good. Mm -hmm. I didn't have any folds in my skin. I didn't have a doubt. Like I was whatever. My voice was that annoying extra octave higher when people are being annoying. Like, oh, hi. Like, oh, I just want to barf. (laughs) So when I saw that, I was just like, oh my God, I look... I can't embarrass myself anymore. I look like an asshole. Like I have looked like an asshole every day for three months. So I can just kind of throw my hands in the air and say, fuck it. So the next day I went on and I made $250 in three hours, which for me was, I mean, that's pretty good for me. That was a record. Yeah. And it's because I was just like, fuck you. I'm going to just be a dick now. I remember I, that was the first day I drank pee. And it's disgusting. Oh, wow. Spoiler alert. <laughs> but I did it because this guy wanted me to do it. And I was haggling with him, just having fun. And then I was like, fine, I'll do it. And I, I tried it. It was it was disgusting. But he paid me a lot of money. And I had a lot of fun because that's me. Like, yeah. I'm such an instigator. I don't friggin' care if I drink pee. It's my <laughs> pee. It's like, who cares? So that for me was just so extremely freeing yeah. and just so... And then it was almost, it was also validated because afterwards, like a few days afterwards, there were a few regulars in my room who, I mean, they didn't speak a lot, but they were in the background and they said something to me about it. They're like, oh, we were waiting for this to happen. You're finally comfortable. Yay. And I was like, what? They're like, yeah. And I was like, seriously? They're like, yeah, we just had to wait for it. And I was like, oh my God, why didn't you say anything? Like, we didn't know you. I'm like, okay. So that was just amazing. And then after that, I just started being myself. Like sometimes I'd wear a mustache. Sometimes I'd do whatever. Some dudes were into it. And some guys were like, you are just insane. (laughs) So, but that's the internet though. Like that's, you know, so yeah, I just, I focused on, uh, I really focused on me being exactly me. And the only time camming ever got messed up was when I was on Playboy. Mm -hmm. I love Playboy. Mm -hmm. I have nothing but respect. But because I had to be a brand and it wasn't myself, I started not to like it. Okay, okay, okay. So 
Okay, a couple things here. So, I mean, I would imagine that you were really starting to embrace who you are, which is so nice to mm-hmm. hear, finally, after yep. that, that embarrassing yep. moment. You got that out of the way. Oh, yo, I can't be embarrassed <laughs> by shit anymore. Like, bring it. Let's go. <laughs> so, wait, can, tell us about this Playboy chapter. So, how did this mm. happen? What was your role there at Playboy? How did that materialize? Well, it was kind of like a... A kind of a huge compliment because in the three years I was on cam, I had been like through the range of different body sizes. Sometimes I'm fit, sometimes I'm tan, sometimes I'm white, sometimes I'm big, sometimes I'm small, just a a normal human being, Mm -hmm. right? Just an average human person. So uh, all of a sudden one day I was, um, I had really kind of leaned into my personality a little bit. And I think that's where the offer kind of came from. So I'd really leaned into my personality and really kind of accepted and welcomed like what my viewers kind of saw me as or what they thought I would be into, which was doming and penis humiliation, which I mean, okay, not really, but if you'll pay for it, I don't care. Yeah. But then someone came into my room and they said, hey, we don't have anyone like you over at Playboy. You'd be a great addition. Oh. You should apply. And I said, okay, I think it was just a fan. I don't think it was anyone who actually worked for the company. But they didn't have that many models. So I went to Playboy Live, which is, it was a white label of naked.com. And so I applied. It took about six months. They went through everything and you have to like send pictures and stuff. Oh my God. So it took actually quite a long time to get approved because you actually have to work for them. Okay. So like you, yes, like you have to send them like your SIN number, like you have hours, you have schedule, you have to email them your schedule. Yes, yes, Interesting. yes. Interesting. Okay. Yes. Okay. So you're an employee, but that's also why. Uh, so because of that, they actually went through and scrubbed the internet of any of my previous stuff. Oh, wow. Which is cool, but wow. here's also the thing. Because the, and they own my image to a certain extent, mm-hmm. I got to experience a little bit what porn stars still experience and then back in the day what they would, would experience. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, I found all my videos that I made on all these random sites that were owned by Playboy Live, that were owned by them, but I wasn't getting any cut from that. No. Because they own it. Because they own it. Because I was an employee. Jeez, I didn't even think about that. And neither did I, but I was like, I don't get this $10. Fuck you. Like, and that was all like, I actually didn't find out a lot about that until afterwards. But that's, I mean, I'm glad that I got to experience that. It pissed me off, but uh, whatever, read the fine print. But I was actually only there for about eight months before the opportunity came at Camp 4, which was lovely. A lot of people think that I got to Cam 4, became a coach at Cam 4 because I was like a superstar on Cam 4. The answer is no. I actually tried Cam 4 years before I worked there and I couldn't use it because I'm actually dyslexic. <laughs> and back in the day, their cam, like their chat room was really small and each uh, bar was a different color. It was white, yellow, white, yellow, white, yellow. I couldn't read it. Mm. I couldn't read it. So I couldn't actually, I couldn't actually work on their site. (laughs) So I was on, yes, I was on uh, my free cams. I think my final cam score was like 2,500 when I left to Playboy Live. And then, uh, yeah, I was on Playboy Live for eight months. And then I got the interview at Cam 4, which was not to be what I am today. I absolutely carved this out of a job that was meant for spreadsheets. And I remember the, yes, the well, because there was no one, no one ever that would. There was no face ever. No one ever wanted to do that, and no one at the time had ever hired a model. And the reason I'm, the reason I am qualified and was qualified for that job, is because before sex work, I was a makeup artist, and I actually wrote a makeup curriculum. It's you have them in Vancouver, mm-hmm. like Marka Marvel. Yeah. So I helped uh, develop that makeup curriculum and I worked for like a large makeup company for many years and I ran a makeup team and I like mm-hmm. I've already been doing education for so long yeah. and I come from a long line of teachers like my uncle's a university of business like man whatever my sister teaches yeah so we're all a bunch of know-it-all dicks <laughs> anyway so that's really why I was qualified and I'm going to tell you this right now if I had not had the experience of being at the head office, Mm -hmm. seeing the inner workings of the campsite, seeing the inner workings of how just the internet actually works and how it goes together, I would absolutely not be the coach that I am today. That's the only reason 
why I'm set apart. That's the only reason why I'm able to, because I was able to sit in an office, study and research it for six years, develop and build training, run teams, uh, develop different types of like rolling out of education, like the the different kind of curriculum you have when it's a one-on-one experience versus a live group. Right. And in those group shows, that's how I got to 8,000 plus. Gotcha. Because there was analytics of, yes, so I was doing three hours of live coaching every single week for six years. Holy crap. Yes. That's a lot. So that's, yes, so that's why that number is pretty high. (laughs) Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Yes, yes, yes. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-hmm. So-, so it really, it really opened my eyes. And this is something that like, I, I just want to share with everyone listening. Like if you have the chance to learn something, learn something, the transferable skills that you learn, like forever will take you on so many places in this life. Like yeah. sex works teaches you so many things. There are so many transferable skills. It is unbelievable. Do not let anyone tell you that sex work is not work. Just because it's fun doesn't mean it's not work. Just because it looks fun doesn't mean it's not work. The same shit used to be said to me when I was a makeup artist. Don't you just want to put makeup on me and play? Bitch, that's my job. No, I don't. (laughs) On your ugly face? No. So, right? Just because we make it look easy doesn't mean that it is. So learn as much as you can and apply any business thing that you see, anything, Anything that you notice, any business is doing, apply it to your own own career, your own brand, your own presence online. Yes. It will absolutely make such a difference. You are a business person. Don't ever forget that. That's so, so important because, yeah, sometimes yeah. I feel like people might forget that you need to have a business mindset. You need to have business acumen when you are doing mm-hmm. any kind of self-employment work, any kind of independent contracting work. You have to think mm-hmm. it like a business. You have to treat it like a business as well. And I feel like sometimes- Or else you're just going to stay in bed all day. Yeah. Yeah. Or not make any money. So, or yeah. both. <laughs> yes. Yes. Yeah. Right? And when you so have that- I think people need to take it's that important. into consideration kind of from day one if you can. Yeah. It also helps you not be so sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like that thing, there's no tears in business. There really aren't. And it's, it, again, models out there listening, it's hard, especially at first, and especially because it can rain down on us all the time, right? Sometimes it's hard to be thick-skinned. I get it. But when you think of it that way, and then you can kind of not give a shit a little bit more when you don't take things so personally, and then you can be like, oh, constantly selling, like always be closing. Always yeah. be closing. Somebody's asking, acting really horny in chat. You'd be great in private one time. I think you'd be a great fuck. We should do a private one time. Yep, you'd be great. Yeah. Oh, it looks like this. You know what? It's, looks like somebody wants private. Oh, you know what? I have a video. That video would be perfect for you. Always be closing, selling. Like, yeah. always be closing. Because if they're saying stupid stuff to you and you feel like, eh, cut that shit off. Cut that emotion off. Treat it like a business. Just start selling. Just start selling. Close, close, close. Get that money. Keep it gracious. As Beyonce said, always be gracious. The best revenge is your paper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love you, B. <sighs> Queen B. Uh, I really want yes. to get I really am curious about um getting to the nitty-gritty about in terms of like your coaching process. Cause I feel yeah. there are so many different ways that people can coach. And I just want I'm curious to hear what your philosophy on coaching would be whether it's uh, coaching someone individually or as a group or both or whatever. Well, there's definitely different approaches and different ways to roll out a curriculum. And so it's 100% evolved. And I think the best thing for anyone doing like a big, like uh, problem solver for me was when I realized that anyone online, they're usually coming to you, especially in the online world out of frustration. So the first thing you must do always is identify and validate their problems. Like when I'm doing live coaching, something that really did escalate my live coaching and make it a lot more useful was at the beginning of the shows, I would say like, okay, today we're going to talk about this. This is the overall topic. And I want everyone in this room, tell me your problems with this. Tell me your pain points. Tell me what is the hardest, what are you struggling with under this topic? If you have any questions, I would absolutely love, like not on this topic, I would love to answer them at the end. They will be answered. But right now, what what are your issues with, say, 
videos. Then I'd write down all their problems and say, okay, now this is the agenda of our coaching class. And I would go through one by one and I would answer those questions. And that was a game changer from just doing that as opposed to, okay, here's our topic today. And then I would have three main points. And then you're kind of like answering things and you know what I mean? And I'm pretty good with maintaining control of a room, but not all of my coaches are a little bit more sweet. So mm-hmm. the second iteration of actually what are like everyone in the room, what the fuck is your problem? And then writing that down and having that be the agenda for the class, it just helped <laughs> keep everyone happy. Yeah. Everyone felt heard and listened to. Uh, it helped with class retention. Yes. It helped with moderation. It helped with listening. And also my headset really did help too. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Totally. Let, let's go further into that too. Because one, I really like that approach too, because it really is almost personalized, but you still have uh, mm-hmm. an overarching itinerary. So you can kind of stay on track mm-hmm. and gatekeep that way. But you're also giving the people mm-hmm. what they want in terms of answering, oh, okay, this is what's causing me problems. I think that's really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um you were talking about headset, how that's really important. Do you want to talk about, do you need any certain equipment yeah. or anything for to be a good coach? The audio. Yeah. Just the audio. To be honest, just the audio. Like uh, the fact that you can hear me so much more clear, I feel so much closer to you. So, I mean, anyone who wants to really, if you're looking for an extra edge or something to kind of pump up yourself or just kind of, you know, give you a little bit of something new, I recommend use headsets you can get little microphones little clip-on microphones especially for your videos fuck music guys they just want to hear you breathe that's all they want to hear close to your mouth like (sighs) like me at the beginning of the show so that's (laughs) what they want to hear yes i was gonna so i would say that's that's why my headset did that as opposed to the far away it just made them feel closer to me and people definitely paid a lot more attention Mm. How many people are in, in in a group session usually, or does it vary? Well, I mean, I haven't done them for a few years. So the live sessions were really when I was at CAM4, which I did leave in 2018. Mm-hmm. But usually, I think my average, average, average was anywhere from 35 to 50 people. But sometimes there was as low as 15. Sometimes there was 50. On Okay, I'm going to give a very, yeah, I would say 30 to 35 Mm, wow. Yeah. yeah. On average. That, that's like a full on classroom. Yeah. And people would come and go, oh, it definitely was. It definitely was. It wasn't for the, and I think that's all. Okay. Yes. It, it was large. And that's also why like the, the rollout, the second rollout where I'm addressing their problems and telling them immediately, I'm going to answer them. This is the curriculum. Like we are going to work on you. That really did help with the large room numbers, addressing them, uh, directly. And mm. it, uh, it just relieved a lot of tension because the first yeah. thing I did when I first went to the site, again, because there was there was no live coaching really. There was a few things kind of, but it was, you know, no one someone would have would have their camera not on. It'd be, you know, like a, a model manager from a region and whatever. Mm. And so the first thing I really did was I noticed there's a lot, there was a lot of pressure built up. A lot of people were really angry. There's a lot of frustration just about just shit being online. So for the first couple months, all I did was open forums. All I did was open forums. People would just come in and just blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, all right, I would just listen. And then eventually over over about a year and some, about maybe two years, uh, the open forum ended up becoming a party, which told me that a lot of the pressure had been released. Mm-hmm. So then I shut down that show and we no longer needed it anymore. Right. So I just did the two topics every Wednesday and the Tuesday evening open forum really just kind of faded away because it just became just like a, a, a party. Yeah, right. Like mm-hmm. with the group sessions that you no longer do or do, I mean no longer do with Cam 4, how mm-hmm. does that differ than the coaching that you do currently like offer now? So the uh, great question. So now it would be more like a one-on-one. Mm-hmm. So even when I was at Cam 4, I had a group of coaches that would do one-on-one coaching. So then it was more along the lines of trying to address a new model at every single point as they experience them. So the way that I worked that rollout of content, like coaching content was just trying to figure out exactly or going through the motions as a new model. What are they experiencing? When, how do they feel about it? And that's how I would address it as opposed to just giving them a whole bunch of information at once. It's, you know, trying to gauge where they are and then, go with that. So that was nice when I was at CAM4 when these were new models from new. Right, right. Now, 
when I'm meeting models that can be any experience level, Mm -hmm. uh, the first thing that we do is I sit and again, I just listen. I just ask questions, tell me everything, show me everything. Right. And then I just start asking them questions that, you know, they might not have answers to. Like, where do all your socials point? Where, show me the flow. Do Mm -hmm. these guys go one place? Are you sending them all over? Is there an overarching strategy? Usually the answer is no, and that's fine. It's not here to be a jerk. It's just to let them know that there could be one. And then we work on that. Yeah. Yeah. So now it's more one-on-one. And when I was at VX Pages, that was mostly for building websites. Um, It was like Wix for hoes. I love that. And they decided, (laughs) right? So my contract ended with them December 31st, just because they wanted to work on their product more before taking it fully international again. Mm -hmm. Now I actually, I recently got a job I'm going to share with you. I haven't even announced it yet. Oh, exclusive. But I work at, I work at Kiru. You know what that means? They sell sex toys. That's right. I sell sex toys now. So I work (laughs) at head office. I'm the model success manager and everyone on the internet hear me now as orgasms are my witness. You will have high quality, affordable, wonderful sex toys. You will. I swear to God, I will give away dildos as often as I motherfucking can. (laughs) I will get toys to as many people as I fucking can. That's my promise to you. Yes. yes. You heard it yes. first. <laughs> yes. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. So anyone. Congratulations. Hit me up. Oh, my God. I'm Thank you. I'm so happy because I've had a Pearl 2. I've gone through two Pearl 2s. And I told the CEO when I got hired, I was like, this is amazing. Pearl 2 has made it so I haven't had to date in like 10 years because I don't want to call it. I don't want to call it an Uber when I'm done. So. <laughs> He liked that. I love that. He liked that. <laughs> so great. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have questions for you later in regards to that. But that's a yes. side note, side tangent for all every time recording. Um, where was I at? Oh yeah. So I wanted to ask you some questions there too, and yeah. just a little spiel that you said there. So are you finding uh, with the models you work with now, uh, are you finding they're mostly brand new or is it really a mixed bag? It kind of depends. It really is a mixed bag. I'm always shocked at how many brand new models I get. And I mean brand new, like they haven't even cammed yet. Oh. So that one always blows my mind. I'm. They're like, oh, I found you on this. I found you there. And again, I'm always shocked. I, I think it's wonderful. That's my favorite when I can get them, you know, don't make mistakes. Here's set it up. Great. Have, have fun. Uh, but I would say probably the the biggest group that I would see now would be established like established models Mm -hmm. that are looking to take their career in just to the next step they want to level up they want to scale up they maybe want to you know learn some different business practices learn a little bit more about the industry maybe they might be exhausted and tired maybe they've taken on too much and they want to you know figure out how to do things differently just get in you know inspired again or an outside opinion but for a lot of them I think it is mostly models who are established are looking for that extra edge and they've They've taken it as far as they feel that they can without mm-hmm. help. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. That's really mm-hmm. cool to know. Yeah. I'm almost curious about mm-hmm. that because especially like when people come to listen to this show, sometimes a lot of people that, you know, are already in the industry and want to learn more about mm-hmm. it. But there's also a lot of people that like listen to this show, for example, that have not stepped foot in the sex work industry at all. And they're like, well, I want to learn as much as I can before – I dive, like, mm-hmm. which I think is that is so that is so great. Yeah. That is just bravo to you guys. Like that is just so great. That's going to change the narrative on um, just why people got into it. I mean, mm-hmm. I got into it in a dark way, but it was the most wonderful thing that could have ever happened to me. Even yeah. the full service sex work that wasn't right for me at the time, that was still the most wonderful thing that ever happened to me. Mm-hmm. So people making informed, educated decisions are going to just eventually kind of release the stigma because people aren't going to have damage stories. Yes. I don't want to be rude, but let's just be honest. Some people have damage stories, how they got into this industry. Totally. Absolutely. Um, Going back to us with, with coaching, because you are the focus of the episode, uh, Miss Nick. (laughs) I love girls. Keep flirting. (laughs) I wanted to ask you in your own opinion, like what do you think makes a good coach? Okay, so someone who loves learning. 
Like I think a lot of times, and I've seen this many times, is people mistake ambition for leadership. And ambition is great. Ambition is wonderful. But usually people, I mean, at a lot of companies are like, oh, well, let's ask this super amazing performer. Let's ask this. And I'm like, no, that person is on their grind. Like that person is making money. And this is one thing that um, a lot of new models make or models make in general mm-hmm. is even that same concept of making, if you're on a site that you can make moderators, making your highest tipper your moderator. Mm. Why the fuck would you give them a job? Their job is to pay you. They're doing their job. Same thing with models. They want to, uh, you know, they have so much success. Well, that doesn't mean that they want to share it, that they have time. And also maybe they're just not, you know, they, Yeah. So what makes a great coach is somebody who has respect for their students, Yes, has respect for the information that they're learning and what they blossom into, mm-hmm. and also somebody who's a lifelong learner themselves, somebody who has a passion for learning. Like, I, I, I want to know everything. I just want to be a genius. That's just it. Yeah. And so if you love learning, if you have respect for what you're teaching and what these people blossom into, and if you believe the path that they're on, that makes a wonderful teacher and somebody who's a good listener. Yeah, all and of it's things. yeah, it's it's not about you. Like I know for myself and all the teachers I ever had, all my coaches at Camp Four were all just so wonderful, and I'm so close to them still. Like, oh, they're huh. so great. But uh, we live to serve. Like I work for the model. I am not the big deal. Mm-hmm. Like I work for you, and that's what it is. I love that. I, I think it's really really important because, and we'll get into this a little bit later too. But like. In the corporate world, which I also I also work in as well, um, have had Hell a lot, yeah, yeah, I've had a lot of experience in there. Um, <clears throat> a company that I worked for before, they also offer their own coaching, and I'm I think it's great. I think it's fine, um, but there are a lot of people, especially I don't know if this just was born out of the pandemic, but like it just seems like everyone yeah. is a coach, whether they're a life coach. Or yeah. coach this, coach that. I have this new coaching program. Yeah. Subscribes only a thousand dollars a month. I'm like, what is mm-hmm. this? Like, what well, think thought? about even those night schools. Think about yeah. even those night schools. Look at the time of day that those commercials are on. Look at the demographic that they prey on. Look at like, I mean. I hate this stupid saying, like those who can't do teach or people just think it's easy or they think they have information and they want to turn around and teach. It's hard out there. People are wanting success. People are wanting whatever. And there's a lot of people who they may have the best intentions. They may have great information. Absolutely. But yes, there's been a lot of uh, pandemic experts yes. out there. You are correct. What but a lot of that? people have also lost their jobs, so they're yes. looking for a job too. I totally get that. I think that's great, but sometimes I, I just feel it is problematic because there's so many scammy super, like scammy yeah. kind of like I was just there. speaking about this with Platinum Pussy on her podcast yesterday. Oh, yeah. For like she, yes, 100%. It's people just come out like OnlyFans coaches. Oh my yeah, God. Or people so who are not in the industry. They've never been a sex worker. I've heard people giving people like models advice to go on Facebook. I'm like, what? Okay. Okay. What? Okay. Like just doing ridiculous stuff. Like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Trying to set them up with like PayPal business things. And when they're not, I'm just like, Hey, this, Okay. No, whatever. It's just so so bonkers to me because like I just feel sometimes when people say like, "Oh, I'm certified in this," and I'm not denouncing any kind of certification, but then some exactly people, people will see that and they'll only see that mm-hmm. like, "Oh my god, they're certified, so they must be." Mm-hmm. People can be certified for a lot of things, but it is very important that you still find someone who's qualified and knowledgeable about the industry. Like Mm -hmm. you can, as far back as you look me up, I'm in the sex industry. And if before that, if you want, I can give you my coaching documents, like literally, yes, but I wasn't certified. Like I said before, I wasn't certified to be the caliber or I wouldn't have become the caliber of coach. I shouldn't say certified. I wouldn't have become the caliber of coach that I am if I didn't have my head office experience Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff where, I mean, people can give a lot of good information and a lot of models have amazing information. People outside of the industry don't. Yeah. They just don't. They have information, 
for mainstream. Yes. Some of it, and as, I mean, it might be confusing because as I am sitting here saying, apply business things, apply business things. Okay, well, applying business things still by a sex worker is still going to be a lot safer than someone telling you, oh, go make a business PayPal account and then give everyone your email and then go start a Facebook page and add your parents. Like, I I don't even know. Oh, my gosh. Who knows, right? So even still, like, yeah. Anyone who's looking for a coach or a mentor, the best thing you can do is just ask around. There's a lot of great groups. You don't necessarily have to pay for some crazy stuff. I mean, I even have a Telegram channel. Mm-hmm. Every Wednesday, I drop a tip, and it's a free tip. And, I mean, for the VIP channel, it's every single weekday. I drop a little tip or a meme, and it's new information every time. And I actually really love it because it's every model gets like a one-to-one experience with me. Cool. So it's almost like you have my phone number. So you get yeah. asked me questions. You can talk to me in a safe place. And then you get information. My free channel, just add me on Telegram, Nikki Knight underscore one. And there's free information right there. Then you have access to me. If you are a model, you can ask me a question. Yeah. If you are a model, you can come to me and say, hey, I'm looking at this person's coaching or I'm looking at this person's coaching or I'm looking at this. Great. There are a lot of amazing coaches out there and I don't hate on any of them that Mm -hmm. aren't weird. Yeah. Okay. But. Like the weird ones out, the ones outside of the industry are weird. Yeah, but most of them that are in the industry, I will recommend you some freaking awesome people. So reach out to us. I love. Stay that. safe. Yeah, no, stay stay safe. That's so important. And I was you already kind of like partially answered that question in terms of like how does one mm-hmm. find a good coach? How does one find a coach? Period. Um, besides, like it, it can like, be hard. If there's, yeah, like how like how do you navigate that? How would you navigate? That? I mean. A lot of people ended up just, a lot of people say they found me just Googling cam coach or even YouTube. Um, oh, wow. I would say if you're listening to this, then that means you're probably already a bit plugged in, right? To the, to the sex worker network, but looking people up on, you know, on Twitter, again, Googling it, come to some of these shows. Like I'm, I'm really in love with online shows and they're not just for content creators. They're not just for whatever they're for everybody. Uh, come to some of these shows, like why not the like XBiz, like the digital shows, and you will meet a lot of industry people. They are free. You just go online, you log in online and you can just have a great time, learn some amazing information, meet other models, meet other coaches, meet industry people. And there's a lot of opportunities there. And these companies, they want to talk to you. So regardless of, you know, who you are, if you're interested in working for a company, finding out more, attend some of these online seminars. They're really, really great. And I mean, if you want to know when they are, you can go join, you know, forums like Stripper Web is a great one. We Cam Girls, stuff like that. So there's there's lots. I mean, XBiz, duh. Yeah. Yeah. All the things. Such great sound advice too. I mean, what I really like about you in general and just like why I chose to talk to you. <laughs> I keep pu- pushing on here. <laughs> what I really like about you and your approach is that to me, what it sounds like is that you're really focusing on empowerment and education. Huge, huge, huge. I, I really, really respect that. And I think it's so, you're so concise, you're very articulate, and also just really direct and to the Thank point. You. <laughs> and I think it's really, really important. Thank you. Like, and a lot of models can really certainly learn from you as well as anyone who ever is listening to the show here. But I mean, I just feel that's a part of who you are. You're really able to it's have, a, like I have goosebumps. <laughs> I have goosebumps. I absolutely love empowering people and your success reflects my success. And again, camming and the sex industry the adult industry has changed my life and enriched it in such a beautiful, wonderful way. I've learned so much. I've met such wonderful people like yourself, like you're so smart and you're beautiful and talented running this show. That's so amazing. My fellow Canadian. Uh, yeah. Like I've just, I just owe this industry such a, a debt in my mind, in my heart. So mm. it's, I want to empower people because this job gave me the ability to walk away from my sadness, to walk away from, uh, not having food to walk away from like getting bitched at by like retail managers, like all that bullshit. You know what I mean? Like I could just be in control of my own life. And I, I felt hot again. Cause after my divorce, I didn't, I, yeah. I felt like I was the color gray and now I don't know. I just, I owe it such a debt. So if you need help, 
I'm your hoe. I'm your hoe worker. I'm not your coworker. I'm your hoe worker. I love that. I'm going to steal that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I hope you do. Everyone should steal that. We are hoe workers now. Yes, you're my hoe worker. There's just a little bit of time left here, Nikki, for some mm-hmm. questions. So if yeah, if, was there anything else that you want to wrap up or say? I know I, I could feel like I can go on forever with you, but. <laughs> no, let's get to these questions. I Yeah, I could talk forever. Cut me off. <laughs> Okay, just a few questions that came in from the audience. So uh, do you have a coaching course that I can take? Yes, I do. So on NikkiKnight.com, you can look at the, like, I have my Telegram coaching channel, which is, again, a different tip, camming creator every single week, every single weekday. Mm -hmm. Uh, Then I have my cam coaching. I have my masterclass, which is a three-month-long program. And we have certain benchmarks based on where you are in your own career, where you are with everything. It is customized to every single person, but that is a weekly call where we do set up, um, you know, we have goals. We take basically almost like an, an, an inventory of, or an audit of your online presence and then just see how we can optimize, if you will. Um, <laughs> that one is kind of intense, but it is a lot of fun too. And it's, it's extremely beneficial. That one mm-hmm. is, it's 200 a month. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm fully booked right now, but keep on me because only because of the Kiru thing, I'm not taking too many people at first, mm-hmm. but I will be reopening it fully um, in, yeah, in the time to come once I get a little bit more comfortable. But my Telegram channel will always be open because I love that shit, making little cute memes. Yes, I love that. And it's so accessible too. Yes. Like, I, I feel- Well, because then you almost have like your little collectible book. Like I almost yeah. want to make a little coffee table book of them. <laughs> love- I think it'd be so cute. Yeah, that would be right? amazing. Camming and memes. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love memes, especially sex workers? Like, <laughs> right? Seriously. Memes are friggin' life. Like, if you're not sending me memes, yeah, no, yeah, no, it's not gonna we work out. <laughs> no, we ain't fucking. We ain't fucking. Um, this one here. Hmm, what is the best piece of advice you give most of your models? Watch your own show. Ah, watch your own show, because if you are, it's so easy to get tunnel vision into into that chat room, into that monitor, into wherever, watch your own show. You need to see what your tippers see so you can see what you're doing right and you can continue. Mm-hmm. It just changes. It'll That is the fastest way to get better and watch your own movies too. Yeah. Watch your own stuff. It is weird. <laughs> yes. But afterwards you will become vain like me. And now I love myself. Yes. I want to watch myself all the time. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be the biggest, like you should really like your own stuff because you can't ask someone to pay for something you're not willing to watch yourself. Oh, 100%. I mean, like even with the mm-hmm. story that you shared with me earlier or shared with us earlier in terms of like how you were so embarrassed. You're yeah. like, holy shit. This is not. <laughs> I looked insane like you could just see in my eyes that I was thinking about anything but being hot like it's we forget so quickly how much body language is a factor and our eyes really are the windows to our soul so yeah watch your own stuff see the message that you're sending yeah I mean like Mm -hmm. as uh, as myself as a dancer I always try to take videos of myself to see what I look like that's awesome yeah and I think it's so important for you to grow as a person yeah. to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. Like, why do I look weird here? Oh, that's when I was thinking about something, overthinking this next move or whatever. And plus, like, mm-hmm. I look back at my videos now and uh, I'm not even lying. I, whenever I make custom videos, I mm-hmm. always get turned on by myself. Like, Awesome. Awesome. Isn't that awesome? interview over? What? This interview is now this interview is now concluded. That is awesome. <laughs> that is the best shit I've heard all day. Straight up, that is exactly what's supposed to happen. Right? If you don't want to fuck you, you cannot ask people to want to fuck you. Amen to that. Seriously. Yeah. Seriously. So if you're not getting turned on by yourself, you know. Yeah. Look at that's excellent. Do something. Do something about it. <laughs> <laughs> do something. Do something. <laughs> Excellent. We're having too much fun this here. Is an, this, is a, this is an excellent podcast. <laughs> Thank you. Okay, back to questions. <laughs> yes. Going back here. So I think this is a good – well, I think this is a cool question. Um, Who coaches you? 
Ah, life. I wish more people did. Um, I would say one of my girlfriends who was a lawyer was really influential in my life. So she was actually a dancer and she now is a partner in a law firm. So I say she went from the pole to the bar. Yeah. And (laughs) yes, so she she really was instrumental with a lot of my business things because I would tell her like she was just so kind to me. Like she again, this is you know what? This is another another one of those sex worker things that like a kindness that she did not have to show me, but she did. Mm -hmm. The first month I went camming full time, it was the only thing I was doing for work Mm -hmm. and I didn't make my rent and I didn't even make payout because in Canada, you know how you have to reach usually a thousand dollars before you're even able to cash out because it's over, like it's sending to a different country. Mm -hmm. Um, But she paid my rent. Wow. My first month and I did not ask her. She came and she checked in on me. That's why, like, I feel just so indebted. And she's like, I see so much of myself in you. Mm-hmm. She's like, here you go. I even wrote her a check. She never cashed it. Wow. She paid my rent for that first month. She's like, I had someone do this for me when I was dancing. So now I'm going to do it for you. And I, I just, that. like, just the kindnesses that sex workers have paid to me, I just, I want to pay it to everyone. Mm-hmm. Um, so she really because of that and because of who she is, I would kind of ask her about business stuff. And we used to get into fights because I would get really, really emotional and really, really caught up. And like, I'd be mad about something that was happening in my office. She's like, honey, stop it. Silence. You're a business. You stop that now. Wow. So she really did smack my head around. And after, like, I didn't listen to her because I'm, I'm headstrong. But after a while, every single thing she said was motherfucking right. I just had to get smacked down mm-hmm. where I wouldn't listen to her. And then she would be right every time. So I just started listening. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's incredible. Yeah. So I would, yeah, I, I'm extremely, extremely lucky. Wow. Amazing. Mm-hmm. I'm always just continuously impressed by the people in our community. And I've heard, yeah. I've heard this so many times, not this particular mm-hmm. story, but like this same kind of mm-hmm. instance, so many times to friends of mine or people that have come in the show that someone else did this mm-hmm. for them and they raised an olive branch to them and now they're mm-hmm. wanting to pay it forward. So I think that's, ugh. I like to think of it as, you know, you know what we tell people to do when we're speaking in front of an audience? What do you do to feel better or feel calm? You picture them all naked. Right? Yeah, yeah. So if we've all seen each other naked, there's really nothing to be afraid of anymore. Like we don't have to be intimidated of each other at all. We've already seen each other all naked. So I think that might be, there's like a certain camaraderie. Yes. In sex work that is just so nice. And I hope, I just hope the issues in the world don't make it too divisive between us Mm -hmm. all of us because regardless of what part of the industry you're in like we love you yes amen to that Mm. okay nikki we got the last question here okay give it to me what type of equipment would you recommend for a first time Mm -hmm. cam girl Okay, so here's the deal. As a first-time cam model, you are blessed with the ability to be truly amateur. Now, Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you, on a lot of cam sites, the second you become looking too pro, you start losing people because they want that amateur feel. And yes, they want that amateur feel. And you have a, like that nervousness is very endearing. And Mm -hmm. it's also um, it's non, it's very non-threatening and it's very approachable when you're kind of like new and nervous guys love that shit. You look like an injured gazelle. Boom. Right. (laughs) So I would say the best thing you can do, it would be a good lube, like either coconut oil, something like good, uh, some kind of flesh colored dildo. Okay. Purple ones and pink ones are great, whatever, but flesh ones, it's just so much easier to make like a POV blowjob video, POV stuff, or like just make people feel a little bit more immersed. Other, like I love rainbow dildos too, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But if it's your only toy, make it a flesh tone, flesh tone of your choice. I, I recommend just medium, like, you know. Yeah. Oh, that's a great Mm -hmm. tip. I might actually Mm -hmm. feel that. Yeah, nice, good. Love it. That's amazing. Love it. So, so good. Yeah. Oh, thank you for that. And of course, if you want to do, if you do want to hear more advice from Nikki, she's going to tell us exactly where she can find her. Ooh, well, I mean, <laughs> if you ever need to find me, you can just go to NikkiKnight.com. NikkiKnight.com has every single thing you need to know about me. It has my Twitter, it has my Instagram, just NikkiKnight.com. There you go. You got Boom. all the things. Yeah. And then if you want to join her Telegram group, just send her a message. 
Yeah. NikkiKnight.com. It's all at NikkiKnight.com, baby. So if you want to join my free <laughs> Telegram group right now, you can do NikkiKnight underscore one on Telegram. That'll get you into my free group. But again, cool. yeah, just NikkiKnight.com. I love it. Yeah. Nice and easy. Thank you. Thank yep. you. Thank you. Nikki, it was a pleasure. I Yes, where, it was. Where did this hour go? I, just- <laughs> I don't know. We were having too much fun. Way too much fun. Oh, it's so much fun. Seriously, this is awesome. Everyone listening at home, uh, or maybe you're watching here on Patreon, uh, I hope you really enjoyed it. Don't forget, it's it's new episodes every single Sunday. Um, it's Strip by Sia on all podcast platforms. We've got me on Twitter, Strip by Sia, on Patreon, Strip by Sia, my personal Sia stuff, and other links there you can kind of click around. And uh, don't forget to rate, like, share, review, subscribe. If you want to write a nice review, I read them all. And that's it for this week. And we'll catch everyone in for another episode next week. Thank you, Nikki. Thank you. (laughs) Bye, everyone. Bye. You're listening to Stripped by Sia, hosted, produced, and edited by Steph Sia, music by Ted D, graphic design by Maria Bellandarama, and photography by Ian Dabrin.